This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mistress Carrie, weekdays 10 to 3 on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. Mark Morton was just in studio earlier this week and i thought you know that can't be the only rex manning day we have here at waf and uh spencer charnas from ice nine kills has joined me in the waf studio what's going on i'm excited to be here thanks for having me. it's nice to have you here for anybody that doesn't know who ice nine kills is you're actually a local boston band that's right we started way back at swamp scott high school and we've always uh we've always been a boston band at heart and grew up listening to waf so it's it's awesome to be here and you, you guys have been a band since basically high school, so you remember AAF in like the late 90s and early 2000s going to local bazooka and all those crazy OzFest shows. That's how, where you guys grew up. Absolutely, and that definitely influenced us to start a band, and I remember going to the first Family Values tour in Worcester at the DCU Center and getting the WAAF stickers and putting it all over our guitar cases and stuff. So There are, there are certain milestones that bands have. You get nominated for a Grammy, you play Saturday Night Live. You get the official WAAF sticker when you play a show at like, like Disturbed a few weeks ago at the DCU Center. It's like, that's how you know. That's the real deal. Yeah. yeah. When I got my bumper sticker, I was like, oh my God, I think I made it. I got a bumper sticker that has my name on it. That's pretty cool. Absolutely. I think I still have the, the corn one that you guys did years ago. Yeah, they're coming to town with Alice in Chains later this summer, too. That's awesome. Awesome. But yeah, you'd like you you think of the what was your first show? Do you remember what what it was? First show ever, I think was Silver Chair in Worcester with a local H. At the was it at the Palladium? I, I think it was at it was a different venue. Or in the Worcester. Worcester Auditorium? I think that was it. The yeah. Worcester Auditorium. That was my first real deal show. And then I think very soon after that was Smashing Pumpkins. I think uh at the uh, DCU Center. The as well. Worcester Auditorium has been closed for a while, and there's a huge push to raise the funds to actually restore it and get it back open again because they haven't had shows there in years, and it's such a beautiful venue. I think I saw the Offspring there. I saw the Black Crows there years ago. It's a beautiful theater, and it's just sitting dormant right now. And it's like all of those old theaters have such a cool vibe to them as opposed to some of the newer venues that are just kind of concrete and kind of boring inside definitely it had like almost like victorian architecture from what i remember yeah i love playing at those kind of places you so you guys started here but obviously you've been touring all over the place you've done a few of the warp tours right yeah we've done a bunch of warp tours we actually did the last one i was gonna ask you about that yeah because it's like the end of an era that the warp tour is done i know it's really sad I, i remember going to warp tour at suffolk downs you know when i was in high school and always dreaming about getting up on the stage and actually being a part of it so to be playing the last one and you know the sort of that iconic world that is warp tour and, and representing boston for you know the vans warp tour was yeah. just a great experience to have i wanted to ask you because you grew up here and 
uh, weren't you going to law school or something? Did you drop out of law? Were you going to school? What were you going to school for? And where was, did you go? I was going to Suffolk. Okay. I, I wasn't in the, uh, the law school at Suffolk, but you know, I went there for about a year and a half, and the band needed to tour, and it, it got to a point where I was going to either finish school and uh, make make mom and dad happy. Or... Well, that's what I was going to ask you. So how did that conversation go with mom and dad when you're going to Suffolk and you go, I'm leaving school because Ice Nine Kills has taken off and I'm going out on the road? Well, my parents always were very, very supportive of the band. And, you know, my mom would be the one letting us practice in the basement uh, and make us uh, chocolate chip cookies while we're <laughs> rehearsing. And I actually remember a few times where uh, the police were called. Uh, I was going to say, I'm sure that went over great in Swamp Scott, right? right? I mean, we were really loud. You know, these are before the days where you could have uh, an in-ear set up so that, you know, the only thing you'd maybe hear were the drums. I mean, we were loud. And I would go out on the street corner and just kind of gauge how loud we really were and I could hear it all the way down the street so we had no shame we were practicing till like midnight on school nights and our neighbors were not thrilled <laughs> so they would call the cops a lot and my mom actually got fed up at one point and um, she's the, the police you know rang the doorbell and she said you know what you tell them this time so we're practicing we're rehearsing there at 11 o'clock at night and all of a sudden we see two you know, police officers walk in, and uh, luckily there was no other illegal activity going on. <laughs> I don't think, but um, it was. Uh, they were actually pretty nice. They're like, "You guys, like, are mom, you let the cops in the basement." Yeah, you know better than that. Yeah, but they were like, "Yeah, you guys are pretty good. Just you know, shut the hell up." <laughs> Can you practice a little earlier so the neighbors don't call us anymore? Exactly. Well, it obviously paid off, and so your parents have got to be pretty psyched that all of those late nights and all of the calls to the cops have actually paid off because the band is doing really well. Well, thank you. And yeah, they, they continue to support us and always come out to the shows and wear the Ice Nine Kills shirts, and uh, they don't embarrass me. I'm sure much. that goes over well when they're at the supermarket and they're like mom and dad walking around in the black T-shirt with the skulls on them. That's cool. Oh, that's very cool. And my mom loves being at the shows and, and, and looking at the people singing along and sometimes she'll tap one of them on the shoulder and be like, that's that's my son. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Every once in a while, my mom will be like getting her tires changed and she's like, oh, you're listening to AAF? <clears throat> that's my daughter. There it's you go. nice when they're proud of you. Absolutely. She wanted me to go into medicine. That didn't really work out all that well for her either. But this seems to have worked out. Yeah, great. no, it's working yeah. out okay. Yeah, she, she hits me up for tickets every once in a while. As long as you keep mom happy, then it's all good, That's right? what you got to do. Yeah. Keep the parents proud. All right, so we're hanging out in the WAF studio with Spencer Charnas from Ice Nine Kills. Do you call yourselves a, a, a Boston band, a Salem band, a Swampscott band? Exactly how, how do you refer to Ice Nine Kills now? We've always claimed Boston just because it encompasses all those other spots. And it is amazing when you tour, right? And you try to tell, like, I'm originally from Lemonster, but if you're in Des Moines, nobody knows where that is, so you right. just tell people you're from Boston and they know. Exactly. Yeah. Or near Salem. Right, exactly. Which kind of works with the band's aesthetic anyway. Well, that's what I wanted to talk to you about, because today is Purge Day. There you go, it's perfect. So it's here. a perfect day for you to be in here, because the band is so closely tied to horror movies, especially this album. Absolutely. It's been something I've been interested in since I was a little kid, you know, going to uh, the supermarket with my mom and there was a video store within the supermarket and I would kill time by just hanging out at the video store. And for whatever reason, I was just drawn to that horror aisle and would look at the, you know, VHS covers of Halloween and Friday the 13th and be like, what is this stuff? I got to find it. Well, there's a whole generation of people that grew up in Massachusetts afraid of the water just because of Jaws. Right. I mean, it, it affected us. 
There are still there are adults that are 50 years old that don't want to go in the ocean because they watched Jaws when they were younger. Yeah, my, my sister was traumatized by that movie. She wouldn't even take a bath and go in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> she thought she she thought the shark was going to get it. Yeah, it seriously is crazy how much of an effect it can have on you, especially growing up. Do you think that era of horror movies was the best era, or do you look at some of the newer films that are coming out, like The Purge, and say, "Oh, okay," they because it seems like horror is having a, a resurgence or a renaissance all over again. No, absolutely, in the last few years, both you know critically and uh, financially at the box office, horror is just having a big resurgence. Um, you know, even films like Get Out, which taps into horror, you know, won, won an Oscar. That movie screwed with my head so bad because I was so mad that the girlfriend, I, that one got me. I knew the parents were in on it. Right. I knew the brother was in on whatever was going on. But to find out that the girlfriend, spoiler alert, was in on the whole thing, I was like, oh, my God. It was a great twist. And I love I love those kind of horror movies. Yeah. That sort of pull the rug out from underneath you at the end. Well, this whole album, so I, I printed it out because every song on the album is inspired by a different horror movie. So we're talking about The Silver Scream, which came out last year, and every song on it has some kind of inspiration. So these movies, are these your favorites of all time? Is that how you kind of selected the films that you were going to be inspired by, whether it be Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th, Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? These are the the pillars of horror right sort of the the most iconic ones that exist and and a lot of my favorites obviously there's so many more that i wish we could have covered but uh you know we could only make the album so long but you know starting out writing the album i just had a big master list of like 50 to 100 films that were my favorite and sorted sort of whittled it down from there well the song we're going to play was inspired by the crow right yep this one uh, was one of the first songs that I wrote for the album, and The Crow has always been one of my favorite movies. You know, the cinematography is so brooding, and uh, it's just a great, you know, um, revenge story, and also just everything that, um, you know, surrounds the movie, because, you know, Brandon Lee was, was tragically killed during the making of it, so it, it, it carries with it uh, a very dark aura because of that. Do you think it's one of the best movie soundtracks Oh, yeah. Because the bands that are part of that soundtrack, I mean, you talk about like Stone Temple Pilots, Rage Against the Machine. I mean, it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. I remember Nine Inch Nails was even yeah. on it. And it just really, um, really represented that, that time in rock so well. And we're talking about all of the horror imaging, that song kind of inspired by The Crow. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about your, your clothing line because you can get it up in Salem, which is perfect. Of course, yeah. I've got a clothing brand called Cleaver. And the website is Salem666.com. Of course it is. Of course it it's is. Perfect. Can't believe no one had that URL. Uh, we seriously, yeah. yeah. And uh, we we're actually, uh, we sold clothing in Salem for a few years during the big Halloween rush, and we were, we were asked not to return last year. Oh, really? I guess people were offended by some of the designs, but it, it, it made sense to me because, well, it didn't make sense to me because we were sort of cast out just like the witches were. Yeah. You know? So. I wish Stiz Grimy were here today because he's a huge Friday the 13th fan and you've got all kinds of stuff that's got the green and red striped sweater, the, the Freddy sweater. Of course. And the sneakers are awesome. I will have to get you a Those pair. Are I have two different size feet, I'm just warning you. It's well, very weird. I can put in a special order for you. <laughs> but we, the stuff is really cool. Thank you very much. And we, uh, we try to do things uh, really accurately and um, 
we try to include the filming locations even into the songs. For instance, some of the vocals for our song The American Nightmare, which is based on uh, Freddy Krueger Nightmare on Elm Street, I recorded on the actual property of the Freddy Krueger house. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Same thing with the, the Michael Myers house in Pasadena. I went there like a crazy person with a microphone set up and recorded some of the vocals there. <laughs> I wish that you still had your store in Salem because we could have put you on our mass hole bracket. That would have been perfect. I printed this out for you because you're from Massachusetts, so we launched it today. If you go to WAF.com, you can fill out the 64 things mass holes love bracket, and if you win, you could win Aerosmith tickets and an autographed Celtics ball from the championship team in 2008. So I wanted to go over some of the mass hole brackets because... I'm upset with some of the pairings because as a mass hole born and bred, how am I supposed to choose between Tom Brady and Hoodsy Cups? How could you possibly I feel like a traitor having to choose in the first round between Tom Brady and Hoodsies. I have a feeling Hoodsies are going to fall by the wayside. They're going to lose to the GOAT pretty heavily, I think. I would say so. Tom Brady can do no wrong, I guess. And how are you supposed to choose between Big Poppy and the Jay Giles Band? Impossible. I think Jay Giles is going to lose that one. I mean, Big Poppy could kind of run for governor of the Commonwealth. I'm pretty confident that he would win. The Bruins and Old Ironsides. How do you choose between the Boston Red Sox and Fluff? It's impossible. It's traitorous to have to make that choice. Yep. Now, you saw something on here about roast beef that you wanted to get into because you're a North Shore guy. I'm a North Shore guy, and... My favorite is 100% Nick's Roast Beef in Beverly. That's the best three-way sandwich on the North Shore. And, you know, there's a lot of debate among my friends, which is the best one. Is it uh, Peter's Roast Beef in Revere, which I love, uh, Kelly's Roast Beef. Who's it, obviously famous. You can get, they get them at the airport. Right, of course. But for What me, makes Nick's the best roast beef sandwich? Because this is going to spark a debate on the WAF text line at 97107. Uh, for me, you know, a, a sandwich like Peter's is fantastic. Kelly's is, is is great, you know. But it's just Nick's. It's a harmonious sandwich. The, I, I I like to compare it to the three tenors. You know, the, the the elements just go together. The roast beef, the American cheese, the mayo, the barbecue sauce, and it it harmonizes for me. You know, because I'm a vocal guy, and it's just the perfect perfect sandwich. It's it's music in your mouth. Exactly. All right, so let's look at a couple more of these. I'm slightly offended that on the 64 things mass holes love bracket that you can see at waf.com, you're supposed to choose between Fenway Park and St. Patrick's Day, and right underneath it, you're supposed to choose between Mistress Carrie and the Paradise Rock Club. I'm going to go with you on this. I one. appreciate that, but I feel like I'm going down because the Paradise is an iconic rock venue, as you very well know, here in the city. How are you supposed to choose with that? And we played there recently, but I don't know. This is my first time meeting you, but I'm, I'm going to go with you. I, you know one. what? I really appreciate that, Spencer. Thank you very much. I got your back. When are you going to be back in town, by the way? We are playing May 4th at the Worcester Palladium. You guys should come hang out. You got it. The details are up on the concert page at waf.com. We would love to come out. Will you guys come back up before Abs the, before you play the show? Absolutely. Can you find a way to play in the studio? Is that even possible? I think we have can. You, have, do you write your songs acoustic or no? Uh, yeah, a lot of them are written acoustic or you know with piano. And uh, a few of our songs, I think, would translate really well to an acoustic environment, especially Grave Mistake. All right, well, I'm going to hold you to that. Will you come do back it. with the band to do it when you're do in town it. at the Palladium? I'm in. All right, I got a request for this on the text line, so before I let you go, we were talking about the Crow soundtrack. 
and somebody requested the Rage, uh, the, uh, Rage Against the Machine song, Darkness, off of the Crow soundtrack. So I thought in honor of you and your whole horror vibe that you got going on, arguably the best horror movie soundtrack of all time and probably the best, if not one of the best songs on it. So I'm going to leave you with that. I really appreciate that. Thanks for coming up and hanging out with me. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Come up anytime. Thank it was a pleasure. So and will you bring Nick's roast beef next time? I'm just saying. You, I will bring you a three-way. I want... <laughs> A that sandwich yeah. Way. Oh, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, either way is either fine. Way, yeah. Either way is fine, but the sandwich would be appreciated. Mistress Carrie, weekdays ten to three on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at waaf.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.